Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Welcome to Jobber Talk. My name is Martin, and tomorrow, yes, tomorrow is gonna be nice! Because on Feb 17th, at the PowerMax Center Spotlight, it will be PWR Live Nice, featuring the main event of Evan Carlo taking on the PWR Campeon ng Pilipinas, Ralph Imabayashi. Tickets, as of today, will be $3.99, but on the door, I think it's gonna be $4.50. So please do take this opportunity to buy the day before the show. And today's episode will be my interview with one of the OG PWR superstars, Bombay Suarez. I got to talk to him last January, like when everything was still on the down low. Went to HC's food court and we will talk to you guys about that. Uh, before I begin with the interview, I would like to apologize for two things. First off, we kind of recorded in a very echoey spot at HC's food court, so please accept my apologies for the echo during the episode. And second of all, we did have some one or two slip-ups with the uh, certain dates and certain shows of PWR, especially his matches with certain PWR superstars. So if you do know the right answer, or the right event, please don't hesitate to PM both of us about that, all right? And now here is my interview with Bombay Suarez. And welcome to Jobber Talk. My name is Martin, and this episode we're gonna kill this bitch. Yeah, you heard that right. Today we got PWR OG here, Bombay Suarez on the show, and it's great to see you here, man. Yeah, what's up, Martin? How you doing, man? And thank you for inviting me here to Eight Seas, where we're recording right now, yeah. and we're gonna talk about that later as we'll be catching up. So. uh before that, I'd like to ask, when did you start watching pro wrestling when you were growing up? All right. Growing up, uh, I started watching pro wrestling. The first match I ever watched was a uh, Chris Benoit match. So Chris Benoit match and Rey Mysterio. I forgot what, what that match was, but for sure, like Chris Benoit was there. Triple H was there. Uh, I think that's a... I think that's WrestleMania. Uh, I forgot which WrestleMania it was. Well, that was a WrestleMania where Chris Benoit, uh, I think Eddie Guerrero won. Ooh, wait, okay. If it's uh, like. They, they won the same night, right? Yeah, if it's Chris Benoit, uh, it's going to be the triple threat match with Triple H and HBK. And then, uh, the, the, like a match before, I think it was Eddie versus Kurt Angle. Yeah, both Eddie and Benoit won. Uh, yeah. WrestleMania 20 yeah, then, so right? The confettis, they were hugging at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the match that I fell in love with at first. And then, but before that, but before that, I hated pro wrestling. Because uh, my, uh, my cousins, like, uh, we were like five or four at that time. They were like watching wrestling on TV. It had like, I think that was WCW, the one with... Uh, was Kane in WCW? No, right? No, no, no. no the oh, WWF. That, that was the one with Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Nash was there. They were like watching this wrestling show, and I, and, and I wasn't into it because I was into like Dexter Slab and shit like that. So as time went by, I saw this. Uh, I saw the WrestleMania match with uh, the Triple Threat, and 
that's that sparked the whole thing. Fell in love with it, and then after that, I started looking up to uh, Rey Mysterio, Batista, and of, of course Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Triple H. That's why I named my kid Hunter. Oh wait, so you named a uh, Hunter uh, yeah, named, because named, uh, Hunter Hearst Hemsley. Yeah. So I was going for three H's, so I'm down to two H's now because I, I just had my baby girl last year. She's about to have her birthday. Uh, she's gonna have her birthday tomorrow. So I'm down to my my, my daughter's name, by the way, is uh, Haley. Oh. So it's another H. So hopefully we don't get to the three H's because uh, being a dad is like it's, it's kind of tough. Tough. It's a tough as pro wrestling. Probably tougher, but. I'm happy with the two H's right now. So uh, that pretty much that's it. That's the story of like how I started to fall in love with pro wrestling. So Chris Benoit, Triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels Triple Threat match WrestleMania. That was a match changed my life. So we talked about how you started loving pro wrestling through WrestleMania 20. Now, care to tell us how you got to join Philippine Wrestling Revolution or PWR, man? It's a pretty long story. It started off around 2012, 12 or 13. No, no, no. That was, that's too early. Uh, around 2002, five. When did SmackDown come here? Oh, SmackDown. Uh, Raw and SmackDown, the first show here. Oh, Raw started around 2005, then 2006 is SmackDown with Batista and The Undertaker. No, this was like John Cena Edge Cage match. Oh, 2005. 2005, yeah. okay. Wait, you were there? I was there. I was watching ringside. Nice. Uh, All right. I was watching too, same oh, night. Damn. The cage match. Damn, cage match. That's where uh, Cena pulled Edge's, uh, and Edge's tights and they showed us pretty little thong. Okay, uh, around that time I met with this, uh, I was actually, it was actually the time where there were, what do you call those, oh, you're going to find out how old I am now. What do you call those? Sites wherein you like discuss the, th those threads by solar sports, you know those? Uh, forums, forums. forums. Yeah. yeah, they had they had a forum. That's how old we are. All right, uh, it started out with one of these forums. I started posting like uh, start a pro wrestling fed in the Philippines. So I was there, and I think uh, Nintendo was there at the time. Yeah, yeah. Alvin was there, and then. There was this guy, I was asking all of these guys, like, hey, what would you guys think if we started a pro wrestling promotion here? And they're like, okay, that's a crazy idea. People are doing it already in the, with the Pinoy wrestling. And at the time, we were still actively talking about Pinoy wrestling. And uh, wrestling, uh, we were talking about wrestling in general. So... I, I did this post like, okay, uh, I'm train, I'm going to train wrestling, even though I have no idea how to. At that time, I'm going to train wrestling in this gym. We're going to look for a gym, for a ring. And then we're going to start doing wrestling moves there. So at that time, it's pretty backyardy. So one of the guys uh, responded like, hey, I'm down to train, which is uh, Leonard Kizon. Shout out, Leonard Kizon. He told me like, okay, I'm down to train. What are we going to do? So at that, around that time, I was watching this uh, training video by OVW. It had yeah, when it, it was a training video where John Cena was there. He was still starting out, and Samoa Joe, Frank uh, Kazarian, well, it's Christopher Daniels. They were still in wrestling school at that time. So that was a VCD, 
not yet a DVD, not a Blu-ray, it was a VCD. Yeah, and then I was learning from that. So I was doing, I was trying out the bumps at home. Like we had this carpet and then concrete. So I was practicing my bumps there, like suplexing my pillow and shit. And as soon as we stepped in the ring, I started trying to flip bumps. So like, cause those are the basic bumps. Like you get your flat back, your running bump, and then, and I was doing that on concrete at the time with just a thin carpet to break the fall. So, like taking what I saw from the video, like, okay, watch and learn kind of thing. So, uh, I met Leonard at an Elorde in Katipunan, and we started, uh, I, I took videos, it's still on YouTube, but it's like a hidden video. I could, I could show Martin the link, so he could post it online for like later use. But I, I, we, were, we were kids back then, and then, we posted it online. People called it like, it's Yardy, get trained, go to a wrestling school, and you know, stuff like that. I, we received comments like that. And then fast forward like a few years after, I was, uh, I was at work and I came early, so I had time to like browse on my phone. So I was thinking like, oh, pro wrestling. I miss pro wrestling, because I haven't been active in the pro wrestling scene in the Philippines for a while. So uh, this was like, I, I, I got a job at the States. I worked there for a year. And I haven't, I haven't watched wrestling for a couple of years after that. So uh, my uncle gave me a, what's this? Gave me a sort of a Christmas gift. So he got me tickets to Universal. And then at the time when I was browsing at the brochures, I saw TNA was doing a live. So I checked it out. Like, I have fell in line, because it was a free show. TNA tied up with Universal and they shoot their shows there, so if they, want, they wanted a live audience, they throw on the shows for free. So I came to see the show and then that kind of re-sparked the whole love for wrestling again. So as soon as I came back, you know, I was like, I was checking the videos on my phone, so because when I was there, I saw Hulk Hogan, Jeff Hardy, they were like, I was ringside, I was standing like next to the barricade. Uh, I saw Shima Sai on there, and then yeah, it sparked the whole love for wrestling alive again. It, it brought back the flame, something like that. So, browsing through the pictures, of like, oh, pro wrestling scene in the Philippines, that never really happened. Huh? So, I started going online, going on pages, and then I saw this uh, Philippine wrestling group, and then I joined. So, I started talking to these people, like, uh, if they wanted to start a promotion again. So fortunately, some people replied, and this time there were more people who replied to the post. So it was like, oh, okay, you got something going here. Like, let's set up a meeting. So we did. That time it was me, Kanta uh, Terror, and it was Mikers. It was a meeting at uh, Mike Shannon's house, like MWF. What's his role now in MWF? Commissioner uh, Mike Shannon. MWF yeah. Commissioner Mike Shannon's place. So we were there, we had a meeting, and we, from there on, we started to like, okay, let's schedule training. So we posted again on the same page, like, okay, we're training, who wants to join? And a few people show up, and at that time, people who, show up, who showed up were uh, JDL, Chris Panzer, uh, who else? Uh, we're, go we're gonna go backtrack with PWR right now. Mike Vargas was there, Ken Warren, 
and uh, yeah, Nelson Jr. and then Mayhem. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Mayhem, nice match. Uh, Mayhem and I think no, Apocalypse wasn't there. Yeah, I think Apocalypse was there uh, or somewhere. I don't know. He was there, maybe. And this was like at the place before the uh, famous Bombay Suarez Performance Center. This was still back in AFP. Yep. That was back in AFP. That's like where all the first baby steps were stepped on. <laughs> so there from and, and from there we started like we started looking for different gyms and then came like the uh, came Josh Bowserman who helped mm -hmm. us uh, polish the uh, stuff and then through one of the first pop-up uh, Is that the first trial show and then There it kicked it off. We kicked it off from there. So pretty much that's my that's how I That's how we started pro wrestling in the Philippines yeah. That's how we restarted. I don't know how to put it But yeah, so, something like that. So that was a restart pro wrestling scene in the Philippines again story so you mentioned so, about uh, Joss Bowserman, yeah. and on that tryout show, it was you versus him. How was it for uh, wrestling him? And then, ha do you have any whereabouts on where he is right now or after that show? Because during the first show, uh, PWR Renaissance 2014, he kind of wasn't there. If it's okay to disclose, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we were in good terms. I mean, so. So I still like his posts up to this day. So last last time I checked, I think he's uh, at a pro wrestling school in the states. I just forgot which uh, which pro wrestling school it is. But it's he's a pretty good worker. He's a really good worker, actually. He he taught us like like from what I knew from the VCD that I was watching when I was starting out. Uh, he kind of semi polished it, and then from there like. When when the other foreign wrestlers came, like we just it just got polished more. Like every time a new trainer comes in, like a, a guest trainer comes in, it gets polished and polished. So, like with now with what the PWR product is, it's it's way more polished in the time I left. Because people now are doing like top rope moves that when when we started out can't even go off the top rope. So they 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 went really far with the product right now but with Josh like yeah as far as I know he, he's like in the States uh, learning pro wrestling somewhere all right and speaking of the first show uh, any favorite memories wrestling at the famous MCS arena because it was PWR that like started the wrestling revolution back again inside that place well, when it comes to uh, pro wrestling events held in MCS my favorite event was the time I forgot which event that was, but that was the time where we filled the the whole damn arena. Like people, I think that was the second event. Renaissance, Renaissance and Vendetta. Yeah, Vendetta was the event that that man. The crowd was like we. I, I never dreamed that I would wrestle in front of that much of a crowd, and that was I think the hardcore. Uh, I think no DQ match between me and John Sebastian. Oh man! So yeah, that's where I threw the flaming chop. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. Oh man! Also, like the the spots, like the chinelas, 
the Chinelas, the sitao the sitao and the uh, we threw we did a lot of crazy stuff the FHM magazine <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that yeah, like okay. that's one of our favorite matches of yours man like not only did you debut the chop and speaking of that flaming chest chop when did the idea came about for you if, if you can recall and how did you guys even practice that before the match? Like, okay, we'll be putting this amount of heat on your chest. Like, how does that go? We did not run through it like that. We actually, I was doing it since I was a kid. Oh, I like I put like lighter uh, alcohol on my hand, set it on fire, and like you know when you were like when you're a kid, you want to be like flaming Rekka at the time. Oh yeah, uh, the, the anime. Yeah. I was watching anime. I, I used to watch anime as a kid. So I was like, yeah, I want to be like Flaming Rekka. <laughs> Put alcohol on my hand, set on a fire. And that time, when I was a kid, I couldn't hold it that long. But working in the kitchen, so my, my hands got used to the heat. So uh, at some point, like, I can hold it for, for a small duration of time. And I don't know, I just did it in the kitchen one time. I was working like, oh, put alcohol on my hand because I just... Uh, after like, you know, before you cook, like wash your hands, alcohol, clean your hands, sanitize. And then I, I it, it got set on fire because I had alcohol on my hands. So like, oh, okay, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt me. I don't, I don't know with other guys, but it doesn't hurt me. So like, oh, let's put this in wrestling. Because okay. I've always been a fan of like anything flaming, anything like sparkly, like spark. Fire. Fire, fire is a good... Uh, it's a good medium in wrestling. Like, people get like thrown on flaming tables. Kick ass! It's a kick ass spot. So like uh, when I was thinking of spots for the match, I'm like, okay, set something on fire. What do I set on fire? Okay, I'll set my hand on fire. Yeah, that works. <laughs> so how did John Sebastian react to that? Hey, we're gonna do this flaming chop to you later. Well, there was a reason he was wearing a shirt <laughs> in the match, and then I covered his face with the shirt before I threw the chop. There was a reason for that. Just, I'll just put it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, one of the memorable... Just so, he, just so he doesn't see it coming. <laughs> but he told me her like, hell. <laughs> and yeah, with that done, it became one of your signature moves in the corner. Yeah. I was, I was actually shocked, like, because... Uh, we had this thing when we were starting out, like, uh, we were kind of like big fans of ourselves, which I know is wrong, but, you know, I mean, who's going to believe in yourself but you, right? So, like, one of the guys told me, like, Bombay, your flaming chop was, uh, your flaming chop surpassed Yaya Dub, uh, or something. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, yeah, because Yaya Dub was, like, the in thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. At that time, Yaya Dub was in, and, like, someone told me, like, Bombay, you're, you, you're, the Flaming Chop article had like a lot of reach at this certain time. Then Yaya Dub and Yaya Dub did this thing. I'm like, oh, cool. So like, I'll do it again next show. Yeah. And then it, it became a thing. Like, I try to do it every show. So just like to please the fans. And they they were all lit up. Not literally, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of our favorite spots. And man, that was epic. So every time we expect an enemy of yours in the ring stuck on that corner. Yeah, not, not until Ken Warren stole it and started oh. lighting shit up on fire. And then oh, I heard right. like, 
I, I haven't seen uh, PWR live shows, but I heard like other people set other people on fire. Oh, I remember Ken Warren too. He low blowed you, flaming. Yeah. Low oh god! Like after that, like other people just started setting other people on fire and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think a certain Revo X. But speaking of Revo X, what was your favorite Revo X moment? Because I still remember one of your matches there was you versus JDL for the finals, and it like tore the place down in MCS. Oh yeah, that was actually one of the most memorable uh, PWR moments I had. I, that that was a time wherein he was like going, he went for the championship, right? That was like prelims championship. Yeah, like uh, I think semi finals or semis. Yeah, it was a semi. So like whoever won was going for like title shot. I, actually, I I love that thing because like that was the spot where and I did a. Uh, I was still uh, light enough to do a her was it a hurricane run? No, that was spinning head scissors thing. Yeah, the, and the then he did the hand, the hand, he did the cartwheel. Yeah, and then he landed with the cartwheel. That, that actually caught me off guard because uh, he didn't tell me he was gonna do that. I, I didn't know he was gonna do that. The reaction in the video, if you see it somewhere, that was like legit. <laughs> He's like, "Damn, you flipped out of it, shit." Well, actually, my, my favorite part is like, uh, JDL was actually one of the best students when he started out. So, any, when JDL won the title again, that, that was pretty much my favorite uh, Rebel X moment. Rebel X 2016 against Brian Liu and Ralph Himabayashi. It's an yeah. iAcademy match. Yeah, that, that was my favorite match when JDL won it. Like, just the pop of the crowd was like, JDL got this. And speaking of JDL, he'd also do another amazing spot, uh, RevoX 2017 versus Billy Suede. And then just last year with a young up-and-comer who's, I heard, in Canada right now, Zayden Trudeau. And speaking of that, you mentioned about being a mentor to JDL. How is it being a wrestler plus the trainer or the mentor to the early batch of the PWR wrestlers that time? I wouldn't take mentor, but like, you know... Just some guy who knew something and just wanted. I was that guy uh, when we started. Like, okay, I'm not gonna promise you you're gonna learn pro wrestling, but whatever I know at pro, with pro wrestling, I'm gonna teach it to you. And like from then on, like take this to wherever you can take it. So, but JDL at the time was like uh, next to Ken Warren. They were actually my top twos when I, when I was like oh, these guys pick it up real fast. And it was like. These guys, you can see that they want it. Ken Warren and JDL, like, at that time, were the hardest workers. Up, up until now, I'm pretty sure up until now, JDL and Ken Warren. That's why they're getting, like, all these uh, Southeast Asian exposure. So, yeah, I mean, ever since, from day one, I, I knew JDL was fit for the business. Speaking of Ken Warren again, I forgot to mention this, that it was you and Ken Warren who did that, I think, intermission match in Josie Jam 2014 and that's the first time we met like you guys were like outside you were taking a smoke and was like hey my name's Warden my name's Bombay so yeah. how was that feeling like you and one of the younger well it was him and I think Chris Panzer was one of the youngest in his bats training that time 2014 yeah no the youngest I think was uh, wait yeah Ken Warren was the youngest right 
Okay, at, at that time, I was, uh, we, we were thinking of a few spots with uh, Ken Warren or JDL, because like, like I said, like from the get-go, I, I was looking at those guys already. So, uh, but at that time, like me and Ken kind of, Ken kind of talked me into doing it. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, I pick, okay, let's go with you. And then let's do something in the ring. And then we were actually supposed to advertise PWR, uh, PWR's wrestling school tie up with Tajiri. Because at that time, Tajiri was supposed to put up a wrestling school here. So, but that didn't push through. So, uh, to hype the whole school thing, uh, we did this segment with Tajiri. It's like, uh, you need to do something in the ring and then Tajiri will like uh, break it up. So I was like, uh, our, our idea at that time was like, okay, let's, uh, backyard wrestling is looked down on. So let's make it look like, like two yardies go in a ring and then Tajiri breaks it up. But I was actually trying to have Tajiri kick me, Ooh. kick me in the head that one time. But he was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so pretty much, yeah, that's how the spot went on. But with, with the moves that, uh, with, that we did there, like, we just had like minimal communication, like, okay, let's do this and do this, and then that, and then that. Because we had just had like three moves. Uh, I think at the end, uh, the guy who would later become Vintendo did a chokeslam on you guys. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he, he legit, like, this is how good Ken Warren was from the start. He didn't know Ken Warren was going to get knocked out. So, like, he checked on his friend, because I think they came along together, they, they came together at the time. And like he thought, like Ken Warren was legitly hurt, so Ken was selling at the time. And then like, uh, like what did you do? What did you do? Nah, he's okay. What are you gonna do? Oh, I'm gonna choke Sammy. Really? Okay, go. <laughs> and then after I was, I, I came up and I'm like, what the f was that? Why you come in? Why, why you like stealing the spotlight and shit? <laughs> but he ended up like going into like boot camp, so it, it was all good. When did you decide to take some time off in PWR? Because I think since 2017, you've been a bit on and off on the scene. Yeah, I've been on and off because like, uh, I had this boss, right? Uh, of course, most of the guys in PWR has a day job. And then being one of the heads of PWR back in those days, like I had to be like on every show and then like on every media appearance that we need that they contacted us and if you get picked like you gotta make time for it so I had a job at that time and my boss asked me like so what are you gonna do like you're gonna quit wrestling you wanna quit this job or you wanna stay in this job and quit being a wrestler like, okay I'm gonna quit this job so like I quit I quit the job I quit my job like focus on wrestling for a while then of course I have that time I had a grown family, so uh, obligations, like things I gotta do, make you know, make bank. So I had to choose, like, do I want to raise my kids? Because uh, I'll be honest, like at that time, wrestling was a pain. But unlike these days, like I'm pretty sure the guys right now in PWO are getting like good talent free. So those days, like it was like a hell of a passion project. So. I had to decide, like, okay, what do I got? What do I gotta do? What am I gonna do? Like, do I do I wrestle and see where this goes, or do I like go for safety? And uh, at that time, for the family, I chose safety. So 
So from like choosing PWR and then uh, focusing on it for a bit, and then finally going on and having to decide of like, okay, do I have to, do I pursue, do I risk or go for safety? So I chose for safety. So I had to like, uh, I had to like attend less shows there, like focus on work, focus on work, just keep working. For that, I forgot to mention, I remember you're one of the first PWR wrestlers to have got, well, maybe the first and the only wrestler right now to have held a international title. So how did it feel to be not only repping PWR, but also repping the Philippines that time when you got that belt? Well, it was actually a surprise because it was like a last minute call by the management of uh, my PW because they wanted to establish a uh, working relations with the Philippines. So like uh, they pulled the trigger on me and, uh, that they wanted to give me a title like uh, last minute. So of course I'm really proud to be the one who held the title but you know like that time we were, uh, PWR was still uh, in a financial struggle. So like uh, the deal was like uh, we fly here, then you'll fly us there. So it didn't push through until recently. So, because uh, you know, at, at those times, uh, head, the head of PWR was really hard to deal with when it comes to like uh, bringing international talent because he thinks it's like every talent that coming from out of PWR would take us over and ruin the scene, something like that. So yeah, it's really good. It was an honor to hold the uh, to be the first holder of the Extreme Division Championship, uh, me and uh, me and JDJ broke the ring at that time. Like we literally broke the MyPW ring. I think it was after a superplex. So after that, by the way, my apology. If MyPW management, if uh, Shokat, if you hear this, like I'm really sorry, you broke your ring. <laughs> Speaking of MyPW, yeah, last year we saw one of them wrestle against Quattro. Uh, the young Emin the Kid, and they tore the house down. The Kid is a really awesome high flyer. He's a really good wrestler. Yeah. Now that you mentioned earlier, where can we see you now? I heard you have this amazing pizza and pasta shop here somewhere near GMA, inside 8C's food park. All right. Uh, yeah, so after, like, after cooking and like slaving for a while, I decided, like, uh, I'm sick of this shit. I'm opening up my own joint. So I joined a food park like last November and I decided to go for pastas and pizza. So if you're craving for like good shit pasta and pizza, like feel free to drop by like let's have a talk or chat, catch up at uh, a food park in one two two Timog Avenue. Or you can just go Waze us or Google us at uh it's Cucina de Paulina. It's pronounced like that, but it's uh, C-U-C-I-N-A-D-I Paulina, like P-A-U-L-I-N-A. Or AT's Food Park. Uh, you can look it up in a ways, like feel free to drop by anytime. So yeah, like uh, I got tired of being an employee and started uh, and thought like, what can I do to like, uh, to, like still pursue my passion? Like one of my passions is cooking, by the way. So, and I love pizzas. Well, actually, uh, it was a choice of sushi or pizzas. So, but I went for pizza because sushi was taken at the time we signed up here. So, like, that was a whole story. 
And I'm sorry if you guys hear me munching in the background. I'm just eating one of his signature pizzas right now, the Trio Formaggi. How is, is that the right pronunciation? Yeah, that's the right way to say it. Like Trio Formaggi, like three cheese pizza. Well, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with like, I'm coming up with a new pizza. It's uh, to compensate for me not being able to wrestle, not having a lot of free time to wrestle as of the moment. Like I'm trying to come up with a flaming pizza. Oh, shit. I, I, I'm totally gonna be down to go here just to try that. All right, I'll see. I'll see you when you when it, when I put it out. I actually can make you like one later. I could try. I could try to make you one. But yeah, like uh, when I signed up with the food park, uh, I'm still trying to like I'm still following PWR, so I'm like talking to management of the food park, like if we can like start doing shows here. I actually had JDL here like a f- few days ago, or no, like a week, two weeks ago. JDL was here. We were talking about wrestling. We were like, you know, we did a little bit of catching up with uh, Rhetoric Mahaba and our ring guy. The, no, not our, but their ring guy, their ring guy. the PWR uh, ring consultant, Mr. Rex San Pedro. So we were here like catching up, uh, and then I, I introduced JDL to. To the marketing manager of like the food point, like, hey, what do you think about doing the show here? So, I don't know. I think they're still in talks, but I think one show is lined up in the near future. I just don't know when, but they're lining it up. But yeah, man, if it happens here, we can expect some wrestling, some awesome food from your kitchen, and maybe, just maybe, a flaming chop from Bombay Suarez in the ring again. And, and speaking of wrestling, uh, I know this is a bit cliche, but. What's your advice, piece of advice to those who want to pursue wrestling, who are like still not sure if they want to train right now in the Philippines, even though there's already two or three feds or even maybe another one, just in case. Well, it's 2019, you know what I mean. Any advice you can give to aspiring pro wrestlers? Okay, like uh, for one, starting out in the wrestling business is a huge uh, passion project. So you're not going to get paid... You're not gonna get paid like Triple H or John Cena, or not, you're not even gonna get paid like I don't know uh, who's, who's the worst paid wrestler in right now. <laughs> okay, it's a, it's gonna be a big passion project. So actually, I just have one advice for you: if you're gonna go into wrestling, make sure you want it, because uh, it's a matter of not like when you want it; it's a matter of how bad you want it, because. You're gonna come in and start like spending for training, for gear, for transportation to go to wherever you're gonna train. And then you're not gonna see payoff until years after. So if you're gonna go into wrestling, make sure you want it. Like like train like you want it, perform like you want it, like show up like you want it. So whatever you do, like in wrestling, in life, like make sure whatever you're doing, Make sure you want it that bad. All right. Thank you so much, Bombay. It's a pleasure to have you here on Jobber Talk. And again, where can they find you or your place here on social media? Oh, cool. I got a cheap plug. Yeah. 122 Timog Avenue, uh, Quezon City. So you can Google us. You can Waze us. Add me up on Facebook. Follow my page. Uh, it's Cucina de, pa- Cucina de Paulina. It's Cucina de Paulina. It's just like all C's like. I spelled it earlier, 
So or like add me up on Facebook. Like I'm friendly. I'll approve anyone. <laughs> so like uh, yeah, and or if if you're not sure how to spell Cocina de Paulina, you can look up Eight C's Food Park. It's in One Two Two Timog Avenue. Like your landmark is GMA, and as long as you're on Timog Avenue, you won't miss it. All right. Thanks so much, man. Catch us on. Oh wait, the uh, you were gonna say something, Bombay. Yeah, like I totally missed out. Like when I was like talking about the the foreigners who are train helping train PWR, I gotta give big props to uh, Mr. Chili Willie, like ECW legend. So he was one of the guys we met along the way, and he like with the pro wrestling scene at the moment, like he has one of the biggest contributions. Like when it comes to like training, developing talent, like not in, not just in PWR. But in MWF and other promotions out there, so big thank you, Mr. Chili Willie, for showing the lights, for being for being the uh, one of the light bringers light, light to the <laughs> Philippine wrestling scene. Shout out, Chili Willie! All right, and for reals, that's our show for today. Catch us again here at channel14.com, and please do catch Bombay Suarez and his awesome food here at. Cucina de Paulina. Got that right? Yes, I got that right. They're also on Facebook, by the way. And also 8C's Food Park, they're also on Facebook. And please don't forget to help the site unsuck by being a monthly patron. That's patreon.com slash channel14. Like us on Facebook. That's at JobberTalk on the Facebook. We also have a Twitter. That's at CH14 on the Twitter. All letters, no numbers. Check out our other shows. That's as Third World Linux. Third World Gaming featuring Critical Index. Bodega Nights and Radio Norm. And that's it. See you guys tomorrow. PWR Live Nice Power Max Center Spotlight Circuit Makati. It's gonna be there and it's gonna be nice.